Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 77 of Manage the Wilds. I'm Nick Madsen. I recently came across a journal or a study performed a few years back called Why Compensating Wild Wildlife Damages May Be Bad for Conservation. And I was like, what? That, that doesn't jive with the, everything that I've learned that this just doesn't work out for me. And I've now, after I read the article, I think they make some very good points. One of the issues that they say this creates is once you compensate somebody for wildlife damage, they may rely on it as a form of income and it reduces their desire to fix the issue. So if uh, wildlife fencing or high fences are needed or store their crop differently, once they receive damage and they're compensated well enough, they may rely on it for a form of income and no longer fix that desire. Another situation they said uh, that they have noted happening is that individuals who are experiencing damage to, let's say, crops will take more of their property and turn it into that crop because now they can be compensated for more. And so you get destruction of the natural habitat because they're turning it into croplands and then they're being compensated for the damage to that crop. So they're no longer trying to preserve those natural areas. And I can see that happening as well. A situation that I faced with a gentleman is he had a very large piece of property and the elk were coming out of Idaho onto his property and creating damage. So I provided him with mitigation permits as well as depredation permits. And he took those. He would then bring in uh, people from California and he would charge them a landowner access fee. So to act, he would give them the tags and then to access the property, he would charge them a large amount. And they weren't buck or bull tags. They were just doe and cow tags. But he was charging a lot for his buddies to come into California. And so he ended up starting to use these as his own little private hunting club. And he created a very good hunting club. And so I reduced his permits and tags and he complained about the damage he was getting. So I was caught in this cycle. I knew what he was doing it for, but he was also experiencing damage. So in one way, we were creating tolerance by compensating them for the damage, but then they in turn took that and ran with it and created their own hunting clubs. And this is the challenge. What, what do you do in that situation? I would be grumpy one minute because I knew a guy was lying about it. And then I would turn around and go visit another landowner who wouldn't take the depredation tags. He wouldn't take the mitigation tags because he didn't want to be liable for somebody getting hurt on his property. And he was experiencing high amounts of depredation, whether it was haystacks or to crops, and there was not much we could do about it. We would continue to urge them to take the tags and he wouldn't. But then I would go to the visit this guy and I would be mad because I knew he wasn't, I mean, he was getting damaged. Yes, but he wanted the damage to happen so he could get the tags. So then he could turn around and sell access. So, uh, I'm caught in between. I don't know. Every situation's different. You try to 
look at each situation independently and make the best case scenario. But when laws are written in black and white, then you follow those. Then it creates a situation where people can benefit. So I can see where these guys are going with. Um, again, it's a conundrum. Wildlife. They create problems and challenges for everybody. My bosses were also getting on me saying, hey, don't give this guy any tags. But then once I would stop giving him tags, they'd come back and be like, well, you've got to because he's got damage. So they didn't even know what to do with this situation. Nobody ever does. You just play it by ear and do the best you can. All right, stay wild. Have a great day.